Hello, you're listening to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, presented by Brandon Elliott. This show will be going over all aspects of real estate investing and is intended to educate, motivate, and prepare you to take action on your first or next real estate investment. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Welcome back, everyone, to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Brandon Elliott. I'm excited today. We have a special guest, a gentleman that we've connected in different events and so forth over the years, and he's been getting a bunch of traction from the syndication side. He left his job several years ago and has been able to scale his syndication business of jumping in, doing the operation side, the management side of real estate investing. And it's just been tremendous to actually watch from a distance the growth this guy has had. Uh, So I'm super excited to be able to pick his brain with you guys on this episode right here. But without further ado, Kyle, what is up, my friend? How are you? I'm doing great. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me on, Brandon. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to, you know, that you're with us right now. You live out in California, but recently you actually moved with your beautiful wife over to Arizona, Phoenix area, because that's where you guys heavily invest, correct? Yeah, so lived in California for 39 years and now yeah. been a resident of Arizona for one month. So uh, really excited to be here. But yeah, we moved here because this is where our business is and we want to continue to grow it and scale it. And there's you know, there's there's no better way to scale your business than being super hyper-focused and really being boots on the ground in your market. Yeah, I was going to say boots on the ground. That's exactly, it's an awesome transition to be able to get the relationships built and everything that you really need to build up the business properly. So for anybody out there that doesn't know exactly your situation, your story, do you mind just diving in for a minute or so, who you are, where you're from and what you got going on? Yeah, absolutely. So born and raised in Southern California. And I was in the golf business my entire life. I started playing golf when I was young, naturally got a high school job at a golf course. And then, you know, just out of junior college, I started working in the management side of the business. And I was in the management side for about 20 years as a regional manager. And that's kind of where I learned all my skill sets on how we manage our properties. Now, a lot of people don't see the similarities, but you know, managing people, project management, holding people accountable, hiring firemen. That's what I did. And so that's what we do now. But, you know, in 2015, I was wanting something more in my life than just a W-2 job. And so when I was 36 or 37, I just decided to take the leap. I had the support of my wife, who was my fiance at the time. And I just left my job before we even got our first property under multifamily and just fell in love with the process and what we do. And this is what I do full time now. I love it. So let's, you know, go back for a second and and talk about that transition. Like, what was that feeling like to just go all in, quit the job and just leave that stability, right? Yeah, it was scary, right? I was in a, you know, six figure job, very comfortable. And it was very scary. But at the end, it was not scary because of Tim Ferriss's uh, fear setting exercise. I, I talk about this a lot. And I absolutely love it. And it made things a lot easier for me to make this transition because he talks a lot about, uh, or, or the fear setting exercises, essentially asking yourself, what's the absolute worst that can happen? I came down to the conclusion that the worst thing that would happen is I'd have to go get another W-2 job. 
And yeah. when I came down to that conclusion, I said I had to do this, not, you know, if or, or why do it. So that was really a big mindset moment for me where I switched over. But, you know, leading up to that, it was a huge decision. I mean, I was in corporate America for 20 plus years and being on your own is definitely a transition and there's ups and downs with it. And you definitely have to plan that out. But, you know, I would not go back and I'm grateful that I made that op- uh, that decision. Yeah, I love it. Going all in. That's the best. So how did you prepare yourself to feel confident enough in yourself to make this transition? What kind of education were you doing? Were you getting any mentorship? How long were you doing it before you actually decided, hey, I'm ready to spread my wings? Yeah. So, you know, for three years, I was saving up cash because I knew that I was not going to be making any income for the first one, two, or even three years is what I was planning just in case. And so, so, so you were planning this for several years, like your exit, you were ready to transition. Yeah. I didn't know what it was going to be back in 2015. I just knew it was time for me to leave. And so I started just saving up as much as possible, making sure I had a cushion. And then in 17 is when I found multifamily. And then 11 months later, I left my job. But yeah, you know, it took a lot of planning. It wasn't just a snap decision. But yeah, I did hire a mentor. I had coaching and I went all in. You know, I I did everything I needed to do to kind of put me in the position to succeed. This is not a business or making a career change is not something you can go one foot in, one foot out. And so I just dedicated those 11 months to doing everything I can or could to position our company so that once I did leave my job, we can hit the ground running. I love it. And that was in 2000. 2017, you said? is December 2017 is when I found the online course and then hired a coach and did some mentorship. And then in, I think it was November of 2018, I left my job. I love it. And when was your first deal? And talk about that first deal. Like, what did that look like? Didn't have a deal when I left my job, but two months later is when we found it and put it under contract. And then five months after that, we closed on it. So May 2019 is when we closed on our first deal. And that was by hustling. You know, my wife and I, the story is we used to drive to Tucson, Arizona. While we were working our W-2s on a Wednesday, we'd leave at two in the morning, get there (laughs) at 9 a.m. We would meet with brokers, property management companies, tour properties. And on one of those drives, a broker called me and said, hey, I just got this listing. You want to come see it? So I was the first investor to see it. So we were able to lock it up. I toured that property, all the comps with our property management company that day. So really got ahead of it. So right place at the right time, but we were making that effort, you know, driving in the middle of the night to get to the market. The brokers saw that, you know, we were very serious about it. And that's why they gave us that opportunity. And it was a smaller deal, 42 unit deal. And it worked out great for us. Nice. Yeah, I love that. So do you recall the numbers in that one? As far as what we bought it for and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We actually just sold it a couple of weeks ago. So it was just That's under congrats. two years that we sold it. Yeah. So it was a great little deal. But uh, we bought that for 39K a unit, which right now you can't find anything for under even 80K <laughs> a unit in Tucson. So it was 42 units, you know, $1.6 million. We raised about a million dollars on that deal. And, you know, almost immediately we were off and running, getting the rents that we wanted. It was a little heavier of a lift on the deferred maintenance side and the exterior renovation. But as soon as we did it, you know, the residents actually, we had about 35% of the residents were on month to month and we were worried they were all going to leave. When they saw us putting money back in the property and really making it a safer place, a more beautiful place to stay, we had 95% of those people stay and still are residents today of that property, which is fantastic. Increased rents as well, I suppose, or in some cases more than double. Yep. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And they still stayed, you know, that's awesome. 
Yeah. I mean, look, there were people paying like $265 a month, right? They haven't had their <laughs> rent raised in over 20 years. But the yeah. thing is, they love that community. They just wanted to have someone who cared about them, cared about their, you know, when they're making a service call that you don't go without an oven for two or three months, um, fixing plumbing <laughs> leaks, things like that. So when you show the residents you care, you know, they're willing to pay a little bit more in rent because you're giving them the value. No, of course. Yeah. When you mentioned that, you know, same rent for the last 20 years, it reminds me of last year, our fourplex in San Diego in North Park, we ended up acquiring three tenants for the first two weeks. We got them out in two weeks, but one of them, she's been there for 40 years and the rent oh, was wow. the same. It was, it was 350, which might've been a lot back then. I'm not sure, but all I know is in San Diego, 350, you know, it's. That we'll you never can't find even get that, that for one day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Honest to God, we uh, we make more with Airbnb in one day. So yep. it's, yeah. So it's really just, it's mind blowing to think about, but <laughs> cool. So that was your first deal. How many other projects have you had or, or what are you looking towards, you know, now moving forward? Because I know you, you scaled the business. Oh, I mean, tremendously. It was what, 1.65 million to 15.15 yeah, exactly. So our second deal we found three weeks later, and that was a $15 million deal. So, you know, going through that transition was stressful, but I learned a ton and we had the right team around us, which is important. You know, we talk a lot about asset management. And a lot of that has to do with, you know, setting systems up in advance. And so one thing that we did really well was had the right team in advance to allow us to scale that quickly. Going from a million and a half to 15 million, it's not easy, but we were, we surrounded ourselves with the right people. And then after that, you know, it took us actually 13 months to find our next deal, which was tough. But, you know, this market is very, very hot and we're very patient and we want to make sure we found the right deal. So it took 13 months to find that next deal. And then we found another deal after that two weeks later. So it happens in, you know, really quickly and it can take a lot of time. But, uh, you know, our portfolio is now about 40 million. We've got three properties because we just sold that fourth one a couple of weeks ago. Good for you, man. I love that. And you say it takes a long time, but maybe it's just the younger spirit in you that like, hey, you know, the millennial type of thing, you're, tr you're trying to get, you know, the instant right away. I think 11 months, 13 months, whatever, you know, the syndicators out there that are getting one after another, I feel like it's almost getting a little forced, especially in the type of market that we're in. So I think it's ridiculously impressive that you were able to get successful deals a couple weeks or a month or two away from the last one, which is that's pretty damn impressive, brother. I appreciate that. Thank you. I mean, you know, you always have your goals and your expectations yeah. and we always try and stretch them a little bit. So we'd love to be a little further along, but we're definitely looking back, very happy and grateful to be where we're at. Yeah, no, of course. That's awesome, man. Let's talk about the team for a second. I'm, I'm really curious because just like you said, it's all about systems. It's all about the surrounding team, how to work together and so forth. So what does your team actually consist of? And Obviously, you being the main guy of this, the managing member, how do you lead them? Yeah, so our team right now, I mean, a lot of ours are third-party vendors and such like that. Yeah. Our internal team, we've got my wife who definitely helps out with some marketing and the podcast and some capital raising. Yeah. But my main business partner is Gary Lipsky, and we're the two that kind of run the company. Underneath that, we've got a, an executive assistant, and then we're now hiring for an operations manager too to kind of build out the team. I think the important part about having a team is having it before you need it, right? So planning out six months in advance, because once you need it, it's almost too late. You've got to put things you know, on the side, which creates bottlenecks and slows things down. So we always try and operate six to 12 months in advance. You know, so, If yeah. everything goes right, 
Where are we going to be in six months? Where are we going to be in 12 months? Okay, let's hire for that now. So there's no bottleneck. We just keep growing. So that's where we're at now internally. And, you know, we've got also an educational platform and then our our business of buying and investing in apartments. So, you know, we split up job duties between Gary and I very well to make sure that our bandwidth is there to continue to grow. That's so good. I love how you mentioned planning six to 12 months in advance or else it will slow you down and like ask me how I know, you know, it's right. It's happened so many times and you can almost miss that advantage of just as the business is starting to scale and do well, like people are looking at you to start performing. And if you need to take a step back to start getting people to help manage it and get prepared for that, you know, you could miss that opportunity. So yeah, I love to, you know, think in advance and start building out the team before you actually need that six to 12 months in advance. It's great. Yeah. I like to tell people to think about it this way. Let's just say you're hiring someone for $48,000 a year, right? And so you hire them six months in advance. So it costs you $24,000. But what if that person allows you to get one extra deal because you have something off your plate and you can now focus on what's important? Well, that one extra deal, I promise you, is going to be worth more than $24,000. So don't think about what it's going to cost you today. Think about what is going to be the result of that action. And usually, you know, more times than not, you'll figure out that you need to hire someone now, not later. So good. That's so good. I actually went to a mastermind group this past weekend, and somebody mentioned there that whoever you're hiring on, you should anticipate and expect that they get you at least four times the amount that they cost, you know, like that's your investment on them. It should be at least four times the amount. And when you're talking about big syndication deals, that's really taking territory and and improving the neighborhood, the value adds and so forth, the investors that you are literally, you know, making, I mean, in some cases, you're really transitioning their financial freedom in many ways that, you know, they're really trusting upon you to do so. And, and you're always outperforming. So, so it's really cool just to see, you know, taking that step back and, and getting the right players on the team sooner than later. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent agree. And, you know, it's a very important part about running a business. Uh, yeah. You always go back to it. This is running a business. This isn't just woohoo. We buy real estate. You know, there's a lot to think about and, and the right way and wrong way to do things. It's good. So does it naturally come to you just like natural second nature of uh, just the leadership skills and being able to put the systems in place to be able to raise money to, to take the risk of getting a deal one after another. Many people, you know, might, you know, raise a million or five, 10, 15 million. And then they're like, okay, I need to get everything in order. This is my first, second, third deal before I jump into another property, you know, with the same amount of risk right afterwards. Yeah, I think it's not been natural for me. I was very risk adverse and I still am actually with a lot of things. But I think one thing that I've always tried to do since I left my job is get out of my comfort zone, get just out of it completely. And that doesn't mean take on more risk. It just means to grow and take yourself personally and, you know, from a business standpoint to the next level, always continue to grow and be better. I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean you need to take on more risk. But yeah, ever since I did that, it's been an amazing journey, which has led me to moving my whole life, you know, to another state, that was something that I would have never done. And (laughs) it's the most recent thing that me and my wife have done to get out of our comfort zone. And by having that mindset, it's helped us grow exponentially. I love it. Yeah, that's so good. I wanted to ask you about raising capital. It's something that, 
I've been looking for that magic pill and maybe some others can relate to this. You know, the last couple of years, I've always been thinking maybe there's a website out there. Maybe there's some type of thing that I don't know. We've been able to raise over a million at this point across several deals, but it always comes down to a stressful time of having 50,000, 100,000 as uh, earnest money, you know, that's gone hard, non-refundable, and we have to close in 10 days. And now we're searching around to raise that money. So um, do you have any tips, tricks? Do you have that magic pill that we're all looking for? No, but if you find it, you know, come find me because I definitely want it as well. You know, uh, raising capital for us is about building long-term relationships. So good. You know, we don't want a thousand investors, to be honest with you. We want a couple hundred that, you know, I know by their first name, I understand what they have going on in their life. And we're building those long-term relationships for a long period of time. And, you know, from what I found, Raising capital comes back to adding value to that person and so not good. just someone that says, hey, I can offer you 15, 20% IRR because every performa that you read out there or investment summary says the same thing. Yeah. So it's true value, you know, educating them, helping them along with different things, whatever that may be for that person. So when we look at raising capital, we don't look at it as raising capital. We really want to add value back to our investors uh, in their lives um, and in any in any area that they need it. So it it is a long-term game. You know, we took 18 months to be able to raise enough capital on that first deal for a million dollars. We were building our investor list and building that value. If we would have gotten that deal six months earlier, I don't know that we would have been ready to raise a million dollars, but you know, over time you continue to perform. If you continue to perform, uh, provide good returns for your investors and continue to add value, you know, you'll be able to build that up, but it definitely takes time, you know, but the investors or the capital raisers that I know that can raise the most, they add massive value back to their audience. That's so good. Yeah, that's so good. I like to think of it as almost like a funnel of, you know, the know, like, and trust factor. And it's really your circle, the, the people that you're interacting with on a regular basis. But, you know, if a thousand people know you, a hundred people out of, out of those thousand actually like you, then maybe you get 10 people that know, like, and trust you. And, and just like you said, it's the value that you're giving to them, understanding like you have a valuable opportunity here and you're morally going to take care of them and, and really be able to bless them because you've done all the research on this deal. So, so yeah, it can be stressful at the time being, you know, I guess just the risk that I take of, of locking in a deal and having to close in 10 days, but, but that's the type of market we're in to stay competitive. So it, it's all about that, but I love it. Cool. Well, I wanted to shout out your podcast. We were just on it. You know, you blessed me by having me as a guest a couple of weeks ago and had a great time with you and your wife on there. And you guys just give a tremendous amount of value. So wanted to hear more about your podcast. I know it's a weekly one, correct? Yeah, it comes out every Monday. It's called Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate. And we actually have another one too. It's called Asset Management Mastery. So that one's on every Friday. So Fridays is more geared towards actual operators and owners. And then Mondays is more educating people along their journey for passive investments and financial freedom. Love it. And do you have some education that you give out as well besides the podcast? 
Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for that. We have a, a summit called Asset Management, uh, the Virtual Asset Management Summit. It's completely free. It's a seven-day event. It's June 21st to 27th. And we have just a ton of passion in educating people on the importance of asset management. A lot of people think property management and asset management are the same thing. And they're really two completely different things. You know, you need someone there to execute the business plan on behalf of the investors, on behalf of the investment, and then also holding the property management company accountable. So we teach a lot of things on what you should know to manage your business, manage the manager, and really implementing systems to streamline the process. So uh, if anyone's interested, you can go to amsummit 2021 com and sign up for free. Love it. And what's the dates again? It's coming uh, up. Yeah, June 21st to the 27th. I love it. And then finally, you actually have a book that's going to be mm. releasing out on the same content that's going to be life-changing for so many people. I can't, I can't wait. Yeah, I'm super excited about it. It's called Best in Class. It's launching June 29th. And you can pick that the ebook up for 99 cents on Amazon. So definitely look for that. But it's one of those books where if you're during due diligence, you can hop to the due diligence chapter. If you're in disposition, you can hop to that chapter. If you need help on leasing and marketing, you can hop to that chapter. So I'm really excited for that book. It's uh, 16 months in the making. So very excited for that to come out. No, I mean, everything that you do, you you do with excellence. So I'm excited to get my hands on that as well. And just like you said, you know, jump to the chapter that you needed at the time. It's definitely going to be super helpful at the end of the day. So I'm excited for it, brother. Cool, man. Well, how can people get a hold of you? Yeah, you know, you can reach me on my cell phone, to be honest. I'm pretty open. Shoot me a text, 562-833-5010. Otherwise, you can find all of our information on assetmanagementmastery.com, which has all of our information about the summit and the book coming up. You guys heard it first. Go blow up Kyle. Give him, <laughs> give him a ring. Give him a shout. Yeah, definitely connect with this man. He, he's been able to spend his time with us and give tremendous amount of value. Once you actually connect with him, it's just going to unfold from there. So make sure you get his book and actually jump into that summit. Definitely be life-changing and very educational for you guys. But with that being said, any final last words to the audience? Anything that you want to leave people with? Yeah, just, you know, as far as if you're interested in anything that, you know, about growing your business, just always be consistent. I always tell people that you can separate yourself from your competition by just being consistent. It sounds easy, but you know, 95 to 99% of people just can't do that in the long haul. So don't get that instant gratification that, you know, most millennials and people like me want today. Think about it in five, 10 years from now, where you're going to be. And trust me, you know, just be consistent and you're going to be happy with yourself. Yeah. And you naturally start building up an audience, a presence just from being consistent because many people out there can't. So you naturally get that respect over time from other people. So I love that. But yeah, appreciate you guys all for tuning in. If you guys found value in this, make sure that you hit that subscribe button, you leave a review for us and reach out to Kyle, show him some love. I appreciate you guys all for tuning in. You'll get the newest notification every single Monday when the new episode comes out, if you are subscribed. And then, yeah, if you want to reach out to me, you can do so on Instagram, Brandon Elliott Investments, otherwise facebook.com forward slash Brandon Elliott Investor. If you need any credit repair done for you services, you can find us at creditrepairmobile.com. Otherwise, if you're looking to get educated on how to fix your own credit very quickly, build up your credit, several six figures, even up to seven figures with business credit, then and then be able to leverage it into real estate or any other businesses like Walmart automation stores like we're doing currently and a bunch of fun things, then you can find more information on that at creditcounselelite.com. Appreciate you guys all so much for tuning in and we will see you next week. Kyle, appreciate you brother so much. 
Thanks, Brandon. Appreciate you having me on. This has been another episode of Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by Brandon Elliott. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Also, please don't forget to like, share, and leave a comment below. Thanks again for joining. Until next time, God bless.